0: Welcome to Last in Line Podcast, where we are highlighting, showcasing, and spotlighting great leaders of faith who have overcome adversity, cultivated resilience, and served others in a significant capacity. So settle in and be encouraged by this episode of Last in Line Podcast. Gentlemen, what is up? Hey, glad to be with you again. Thanks for showing up again faithfully as usual. Thank you uh, for all your support. Guys, in honor of Mother's Day, uh, since they don't really have a wife's day uh, other than the anniversary of your wedding day, uh, we honor our wives on Mother's Day if we have children, of course. And we've got a big thing planned uh, for my Wife and my mother, but I want to honor wives today, Um, specifically my wife. And I want to call this episode Strong Wife Ally. Often men become insecure or intimidated by a strong wife. An independent wife, a secure wife, a self-sufficient wife, a capable, competent wife, uh, a type A organized, almost entrepreneur mindset personality wife. I've been guilty of this, uh, of sometimes not really knowing how to embrace that or how to deal uh, with some of the things that come along with that, but here's what I have for you. There are three reasons we resist it, but there's three ways we can embrace it. And it took me a long time to understand just the, the value, um, in having a strong, capable, competent, independent, secure wife. Um, and so I want to read something out of proverbs thirty one., uh, most of you know the label that is proverbs thirty one woman. Um, and I believe uh, Lisa Turkhurst started a ministry called proverbs thirty one woman. Um but I want to read what the Bible says we should be looking for, and we're blessed and lucky if we find, this woman and I believe that I have found this woman and over the years you know she and I haven't had a completely smooth frictionless uh just Xanadu uh marriage always but it is it has been a blessing in my life it is continuing to get better um a lot of the reasons it wasn't ideal was because of me and my fault in many ways. Um, we were both only children. So I think that set us back five years or so just having to navigate sharing and selflessness and serving. And, you know, we weren't really believers the first, I don't know, three or four years, five years, I guess. So, uh, it was like you know a, a trying to teach an an adult how to walk um so I think you all have been there as far as learning what marriage is about, the true meaning of the union that you and and the commitment you make, the vows you take before God, and the godly uh representation of a marriage union should be if it's done right. and I didn't do it right for a long time, but I want to read what I think. I have found in a woman and I wish I would have honored her and, and cherished her and served her and made this public more often and earlier in our marriage, but Hey, better late than never. So here's what it says. An excellent wife who can find she is far more precious than jewels. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff, the distaff, and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates." So that's lengthy, of course, but, man, if you have a wife that is you know a majority of those things, obviously, back in those times, there's some terminology and some references in here that don't apply now, obviously, not sure my wife has her hand to the distaff, the distaff or holds a spindle um but I would say that ninety percent of these things. She does live up to, and I'm sometimes I'm in awe of all the things she has going and all the plates she has spinning in the air, uh, and managing you know uh, a liver disease and a, a physical body uh, physical struggles over the last ten or so years, still manages to get out of bed and grind and provide for the household and teach our kids to homeschooled kids and have a full-time job from home and manages to make sure that, you know, the, we have groceries, the laundry, you know, she and I split sort of, but she does it mostly. Um, so I, again, I'm in awe of the way she juggles and, uh, the way she manages and the way she still manages to be a good, joyful person. Uh, and and finds a way to be affectionate and loving to her kids and to me. And I don't know. I, I don't think there's enough words to really go into it. And I, I'm saying all this because I know there's not a good chance that she will listen to this. So I don't want to get, you know, want to get uh, too gushy about this. But no, uh, I would tell her this. And, and you know, hopefully she does listen. Maybe someday she will. She's not a big podcaster, not a big listener to podcasts. She's not a big audio auditory person. Um, she doesn't listen to books. She, you know, she can work while she's watching TV, but I don't know that she really gets what's going on on the TV while she's working. So the auditory thing is not her deal and she's not big into podcasts, but it would be cool if she did hear this because, um, and maybe I should just say it to her, uh, the way that I'm saying it to you guys. And hopefully this encourages you to, Bring this up to your wife, especially on Mother's Day, when you watch, you sit back and watch how good of a mom she is to your kids. Um, And if you're honest, the way she takes care of you and puts up with things and is patient and gracious towards you. And I'll speak for me, but mine is very tolerant, gracious and patient with me over the years for sure. Uh, So I got three ways we resist having a strong wife as an ally three ways, three reasons, Um, and then I have three ways and three uh, why, three whys on why we should embrace this strong person that I just read to you out of Proverbs 31. That's verse 10 through 31. So guys, I can tell you why we resist this, and you'll probably know. I mean, this isn't a secret. Once I tell you these, you could probably fill in the blank on your own, but uh, I think what we do when we we notice that our wives are really keeping up stride for stride with us as independent thinkers, as competent uh, people of wisdom, people uh, that that lead, people that get things done, people that rise up even in the face of adversity, people that overcome struggles and obstacles and hardship. And you know, when we have a wife that matches us, you know, tit for tat on those things. Uh, I think it threatens our authority in a way. I think in our own little finite, insecure minds, I think we it undermines our authority if we think we should always have the upper hand, or always be better at everything, or always be calling the final shot on certain things. Um, I think we think we think it threatens our authority. Um, I know it it caters to our insecurities. Um, we all have them, guys. I mean, don't don't sit there and and kind of be in in shock of of what I'm saying to you because you have them too. And if you think about it, a lot of your arguments and conflict with your wife probably came from either your pride, your selfishness, or your insecurity, or all of the above. And that's I'm speaking from experience. Um, that would be a safe bet as to ninety percent of our arguments. Um, the other ten percent most likely was finances related. You would probably agree most divorces are finance related. Um, if there wasn't a moral failure in the marriage, i'm I'm guessing finances have a a pretty big stronghold foothold on the divorce rate. but, so those are, you know, I think it it feels emasculating to guys that have a toxic viewpoint of leadership in the home. Um, they're not reading what the Bible says about, you know, they they read the part that says wives submit to your husbands, but they're not reading the part that says husbands love your wife like Christ loved the church. Is there a love greater than how Christ loves the church? Absolutely not. Is there a more selfless love than that? No. Is there a more serving love than that? No. No. Is there a more humble love than that? No. So if we're called to do that, then then we can listen to that. We can take heed of the, the first part of that, where she should submit to uh, our leadership. And granted, it does say the wife is the weaker vessel, and that's emotionally. They are more, I guess, volatile emotionally. They wear their feelings on their sleeves sometimes, even though I would say I got a wife that doesn't really do that as much as most women she's she's very strong in her emotions unless she's processing those in private where we don't see it but i i've never ever once thought man my wife's high maintenance or man my wife's full of drama or man she's an emotional basket case or oh i can't determine what she's going to do from one minute to the next emotionally never once have i thought that um you know granted we're neither one of us are perfect she's not perfect emotionally we overreact we uh, underreact. We, we get irrational sometimes, but no, I think it emotionally. I think guys think that we have to be because it threatens our, it's emasculating to some guys. When a woman steps up in their home, their wife steps up and isn't afraid to make a decision. You know, my wife is an accountant and manages 13, 14 different companies under one umbrella. And, does all the accounts payable, all the finances for that, for those entities by herself, um, and it's it's pretty mind boggling to me how she does it. But I say it to say she she manages the finances, and and she actually did that before she even had this job. But I mean, it was in her from day one. She was wired to be. In those spreadsheets, in the dollars and cents, in the debits and credits, and and granted, it's caused her stress over the years. And I, you know, I like to be in the loop. We are both in the loop, and uh, we've gone over budgets. We've talked about the right places to tell our money where to go. But she does the blocking and tackling when it comes to managing finances. But she's she's an accountant minded, administrative, organized person very very organized so it's not emasculating to me that i don't do the finances okay most of our bills are paid online but it's it it doesn't hurt my feelings that that she's good at that and she wants to do it um so that it doesn't you know I, i think if you're honest you would probably say that some of the ways your wife is assertive and independent and the way she might lead in certain situations in the past has probably made you feel less manly. If you're looking at it from your flesh and from uh, a selfish standpoint and if your insecurities take over. So those are the three I have for why we resist. It's threatens our, our authority. We feel like maybe it undermines our authority because we're supposed to be the gavel guy swinging the gavel on everything, you know, putting our stamp of approval on everything, putting our foot down in every situation. Uh, I think it that's mistaken viewpoint. That's a mistaken perspective on the roles of the marriage. Um, yeah, the guy, I mean, ideally is the protector, the, the provider, the main provider, the leader in the home, spiritually for sure. Um, but it's not emasculating to let your wife operate in her gifts, talents, abilities, skills, especially when it serves the home better than maybe you could in that area that just that's just smart business. if you're running a business as a home, that's just smart uh, you're you're both delegating to each other's strengths and and I think you know, if we take the insecurity, the selfishness, pride out of the out of the equation, I think you could open your eyes to maybe letting your wife have some areas that you're not always good at, but you're just holding on to because you think you're the man and you're the, you're proud and it's going to make you less of a man if you don't wrap your arms around every single thing. So not saying you can't be involved or in the loop on certain things, but I think if she's better at something than you are, then I think it's just a smart business to, to yield to that. Um, so then we're going to finish this out with three, ways and reasons we should embrace that woman I just read to you out of Proverbs 31. Uh, There's everything to gain by acknowledging that your wife has a lot of those qualities. It doesn't make you less. It doesn't make you inferior. It doesn't make you inadequate. It doesn't make you less of a man because, guys, they want you to leave. They want you to be the man. She's not trying to be the man. Um, But she's also not sitting in the corner with her head down, waiting to be told when she can speak or when she can go to the bathroom. Um, That's not what you're looking for in a wife, hopefully. And she's not looking for that guy that uh, doesn't lead at all. She wants a leader, but she also wants to be empowered. And that's part of our role is to empower your wife to to utilize her strengths and let her walk in those or or empower her to walk in those, not let her, but uh, bring those to light and then encourage her to walk in those if, if she's not overly assertive and confident to begin with. My wife has always been pretty confident because um, she's always been really good at those things. So the three reasons and the three ways we embrace, okay first we're we're equal partners in the home it's it's equality more than it is equity right there's certain things it's not equity across the board there's certain things that she wants no part of or nor is she capable of doing that i am meant to do and that's not equity but we are equal partners we should make decisions together especially really big ones um now I will say she doesn't run every purchase on Amazon by me. And that's been a conversation. She adds things to the cart that I don't know about till they show up now. Nothing crazy, but it it is a running joke in our house that she is Mrs. Add to cart. um, If she feels like there's going to be a shortage or we need to stockpile on some things. That's just kind of a funny, I say that in jest, it's just kind of funny, but no, we we are equal teammates, and this is a partnership. Um, obviously, you don't want your marriage to be a business partnership only. It's not roommates that run a business called a home and then have employees called kids. It is part of your marriage, though, to partner and to be equal teammates. And that just makes it run more efficiently and smoother and more amicable throughout the home and peace and comfort and joy and Order in the home. Uh, the second reason is uh, we each have different gifts and talents, and it makes no sense for me to try to do the accounting in the home when I have someone who is an accountant sleeping right next to me. Why would I do that? That's just bad leadership. That's just stupidity, and that's going to run the the partnership into the ground, and it's going to run the home into the ground. Um. Maybe I don't know. Could I do it? Most likely, I would hate it and not be great at it for a while. But I could eventually suffer through it. But why would anybody want to do that? Why would you know? Why would you want to put a two hundred eighty-five pound uh, offensive guard at running back? Sure, he could carry the ball. He could probably get through some through the line a little bit and get down the field some. But why would you want to do that? That's not his gift. He's not getting very far, very fast for very long. Um, it's gonna be detrimental to the team, and that's what we're talking about here. If you can't empower her in her gifts and her talents, then you're you're causing detriment to the overall good of the team, the home, the household, how efficiently this runs. Uh, you both have gifts. same with her. She shouldn't be doing the things that you're really good at more than she's really good at just for the sake of saying she's got she's got control of something. um and and so I think, we, we misunderstand our roles as leaders, as men. We, I mean, there's a reason that it's called toxic masculinity because somewhere along the line, a man thought his wife was just supposed to wear the apron around while she pushes a broom all day long um, and then has food every day waiting on his plate with his napkin and his drink, and she would cut his meat for him. Like, I think that's where we get into trouble, and it's not that way anymore. Um, Not sure it ever should have been that way, but I'm sure back in the day it was. But we've got different gifts and talents, and it's only smart to identify and assign those to the areas in the home to make it run smoothly and efficiently. And then the last one here is why we embrace it okay? and ways we embrace it. It presents a united front to our children. Um, It's how God intended it number two, and it makes for a stronger household. It makes for a stronger unit. Like I said, to the football analogy, if every guy is placed in the position that he was suited for physically, mentally, um, he it's going to make the machine run correctly. So we're more effective as a family when I acknowledge my wife's strengths when I view her as an ally, then I don't view it as a competition. When I don't only laser focus, pigeonhole all the leadership roles in my bucket and none in hers, like when I have blinders on to what her skills are and how we can utilize those in the family, that's, that's detrimental to the overall unit. And the kids see that, right? I think you're setting your kids up for a a struggle in their marriage if you're misrepresenting what those roles look like and what God designed it to be. My wife doesn't try to be something that she's not. She doesn't try to take on the role that I have or the roles that I have. She doesn't try to take on things that she's not as good at. Um she's good at a lot of things, but we both have an understanding, I think there's a mutual understanding of this is what God Designed. This is how we are wired. This is what best serves the home and what best represents marriage to our children. And this is how we're going to flow. This is our jam. This is what we're good at. This is our swim lane. We're going to get in it and we're going to get in the current and and move downstream. Um. And and that moves the ball down the field, boys. Uh. And we have had a lot more good times than bad. We've had a lot more uh, harvest than you know, uh, barren land, we've had a lot more fruit than we have thorns and, uh, nothing, you know, nothing's perfect. Nothing's been, it's not always been smooth sailing, but 28 years later, um, up and down, you know, rocky, smooth, turbulent, calm, whatever. Um, we've weathered a lot of storms and, I think part of our success is that we have been able to drop some of the selfishness, drop some of the insecurity, drop some of the pride and be good listeners and then try to empower each other by knowing each other well enough to position ourselves within the cog of the wheel that runs this machine and and places our, our gifts and roles and talents in the right places of the home. So, I mean, it's Mother's Day week, guys. I know she's not my mother, but my wife is a mother to four kids and does it impeccably well uh, along with all the other things that she's juggling and challenges and physical ailments and just life in general, um, does a really good job. And she fits darn near every one of these in the Proverbs 31 woman. So yeah, I have a strong wife, and yeah, she's an ally. So I'm encouraging you to see your wife as an ally when she's strong. Magnify her strengths. Speak them out loud. Put her in positions to succeed. Yield some of the role that you've been holding on to out of pride. Yield some of that to her as it aligns with her gifts and talents. Watch. What happens? Watch your sex life get better. Watch your spiritual life get stronger. Watch your kids get healthier emotionally and relationally because they see the right representation of a marriage. And watch God step in and just bless with abundance because you're honoring his union and what he blessed as a marriage. Gentlemen, I hope that helped. I hope you're better today. Go hug your wife, go tell her how great she is read Proverbs 31, 10 through 31 and and underline, put a star, highlight those things that actually apply to your wife. And you might be surprised how many things you have been overlooking that deserve to be talked about. Hey, with that, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. With that, be blessed.